and in a few moments you'll meet Karen and we are the Modern Principal. We're two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the roles of leaders in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education regardless of their formal role. We try to keep this pod short, sweet, and simple and right to the point with a bite-sized bit of PD that you can tackle on your way to or from school each day. This week we are talking about imposter syndrome. Thanks for joining us. Do you always sing that intro in your head? I do. I don't. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi, Christy. How Hi, are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, no. My mic thing Oops. fell. Oh, boy. These pick up everything. Well, guys, we're still <laughs> week four, and we're still, <laughs> we're still working through some technical things. Okay. I think we always will be, unless we like Have an get intern? a like a crew. <laughs> I keep wanting one. Come on. I think what's funny is that we wouldn't even like. It's not even like we can be like a free intern, like because of the amount of money. It would like actually be like that intern has to pay us, like if oh, it was yeah. like inversely related to the amount of money we make. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. We probably just need an intern that's willing to pay us. Is that is that a real thing? <laughs> Is that a real thing? I can't get this to work. Okay. Just keep going. Just keep talking. <laughs> also, like, we turned on where I get feedback in my earbuds. What are they? Headphones? headphones. Oh yep. Gosh. That's what they're called. So I can hear me. And I think Christy did, did this intentionally because I, I am the loud one of the two of mm-hmm. us, guys. And if anyone ever says something like, hey, I have to adjust my car because sometimes you guys come in really loud. It's always when I talk. <laughs> So now when I get loud, it, like, really actually hurts my ears. <laughs> and so now she can be more sensitive to that. To my our listeners. Voice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll just hold it. There we go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this week, we are back with teachers, rocking out, getting ready for kids. And you're so happy. So happy. Karen, what ticked you off this week? Nothing. Nothing ticked me off. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't have used that term. But... I think other principals out there listening can relate. There are a few areas in your building that become the zones for what you don't want in your classroom when you're decluttering. Mm-hmm. Which, pro you, got pro anyone decluttering. Yes, it's always good to declutter. I am obsessively insane about clutter. Like, if my husband can even attest. And Karen's house is Spotless all the time. Well, literally, like, my husband's walked behind me and, like, picked out photo albums that I've thrown away. And I'm like, I haven't looked at it in four years. I don't care. So, like, it's also, like, a problem. Like, I don't recommend it. I don't have a soul, apparently. But, so, the teacher's lounge, I went up to put, like, snacks and stuff. And I couldn't even find an empty space because it was just filled with books from 1972. And, like, if you don't want it, kids don't want it. So I just start rage cleaning, like just, and these little knicky knackies, and I'm like, you guys, no, no, <laughs> teachers out of you. Apple theme things. <laughs> Anyways, a lot of a lot of good comes from rage cleaning. So agreed, agreed. It's very therapeutic. <sighs> okay, so we're jumping into this week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we actually got um, a message on Instagram. Okay, don't even fake it. We did from Morgan. Who? I'm just making up that name. Okay. okay. But we really did get a message in Instagram. Okay, I believe you. And she's like, "Hey, I am three weeks You're into right. the, I'm three weeks into the principalship. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think teachers are back in her particular area. And she's like, 
how do I curb this imposter syndrome? Because she was, especially, I think this particular person was straight out of the classroom uh-huh. and now a building principal. And relatively age-wise yeah. younger. And so she's like, how do you deal with this imposter syndrome? It's like crippling. Well, it probably didn't help that I just called you, Christy, a liar. <laughs> or that probably was what not to do with people. <laughs> Anyways, we are joking because it's something that Christy and I uh, constantly text about. Uh, yeah. Especially, I mean, like, we're on a podcast. podcast. Like, <laughs> who we are take we? selfies of, who, our, of who ourselves. Who are we to be, you know what I mean, like, sharing? <laughs> I mean, at least seven texts a day about, like, are we just full of it? Let's be done. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut down this career. Shut down this podcast. It's real. It really, really is. So we actually looked into imposter syndrome, and I did not realize that it was not something that was created with Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) I I didn't realize that it was, like, kind of an an older term. Yeah. It's from 1978, so pre-social media. And if you don't know what it is, it's a common term used to describe thoughts thoughts and feelings of inadequacy and inferiority, often without considering the underlying reasons people feel like an imposter. And I got that from um, an article by Ramos and Wright Mayer. Ooh, I like that. But you looked into it, too. Yeah, I did. I think that before we even get to the scholar part, can I start with the soul part? Yeah. I mean, I suffer from it intensely. Yeah, same. I think what I found in the scholar part was that speaking truth to those feelings is the first step. Really? Yes. Okay. That shame hides in silence. So do not let your shame of feeling like imposter syndrome hide. It's normal. Hashtag Brene Brown. What would? <laughs> but one thing I read that really stuck out and spoke to me is that people that don't have imposter syndrome aren't any better than you. Like, it doesn't yeah. make them any more, like, in tune with their feelings or in tune with their abilities. It just means they process information differently than you. That's a good way to put it. Right. I like that a lot. Right. So, I have it. Chris. Okay. do you have it? Yes. Raise oh. your hand right now if you have imposter syndrome. Give us a honk, honk, honk <laughs> on the highway. Honk, honk on the highway. <laughs> or if you're nervous because someone around you will judge you for honking because you have really have imposter syndrome and now you're nervous to be watched. <laughs> Don't do anything. I just imagine all these ladies on the way to work at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning. <laughs> oh, see, it just got really loud in my ears. Yeah, that was, that was really that loud. That was a shriek. <laughs> you guys, it's like a dog, like a little whistle that you do for dogs. Like, this is my clicker. Okay, I'm going to stop yelling. Anyways, I um, I will be, that. we'll start with this soul part. Okay. So, you know, Christy, we have this podcast. Yes. We have this Instagram. Yes. Where we do try really hard to be, like, we do honest try, about we the We try to be real, yeah. Yeah, and vulnerable. But to some degree, we get a little preachy from time to time. I'm sure people mm-hmm. read that. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so we also, you know, sometimes as principals, we get taken down a peg, and it makes it even harder. And, you know, state test scores came out. And I think um, we both felt like it was a rough year to give the state assessment. Why are you smiling at me like that? I don't know where this is going, so I'm just waiting. <laughs> it, um, I'm proud of the work that my building does, but sometimes when you see yeah. your scores compared to others, you, that doubt can creep in. And so then, like, I had an existential, like, do I even know? Do I even know what I'm doing? What I'm doing. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be... Like, I test- follow what research says. Right. My teachers are exceptional. Like, there's a gap between what you know and then... The results. The results, yeah. Those results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it can be even more than just 
test scores. Um, it, it should be. It can, yeah, it can be formative assessments that come in throughout the year and right. you're wondering what's going on. And it can be conversations or feedback from staff. Right. And you're just like. You take it in and you're like, oh my gosh. Who am I to be doing this? Who And who am I to be leading all these kids and people? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, it's. It's especially when you sit back and I don't know if, I don't know that I had it as much when I was on a team of admin, but Uh I think it, I wonder if it is more so when you're the sole administrator in a building and you look around at all you're responsible for and wonder why me, why me? Right. And, you know, for our bosses listening, we are highly qualified. So this is not a reflection of the qualifications. <laughs> it's just an inner monologue that we have to fight on a regular basis. That was um, a very... <laughs> that was good. Yes. That was an important disclaimer. Yes. But that inner monologue can really start to feel like fact. And mm-hmm. so I did find a couple of things that I thought were really helpful. Do you know that there's a website called impostorsyndrome.com? No. <laughs> Yes. And that is our scholar. <laughs> that is our scholar portion. Yes. Valerie Young is the, uh, I guess she's pretty outspoken about imposter syndrome as I was looking. Um, but she talked about first speaking your feelings, which we both just yep. did. And then separating your feelings from like the fact. Like right. you might be feeling inadequate. You yourself are not inadequate. Right. That's a good one. And the other thing that I think both of our research found is that sometimes when you're the only, like what you were saying, is the only admin or the only younger person by 20 Mm -hmm. years, the only person of color, the only woman, that those feelings are like to be expected Mm -hmm. because people are looking at, you're not like you're different from everyone in the room and people are looking at you with the lens of stereotype. Yeah, absolutely. That was something that I actually read too, that sometimes it can be a byproduct of of other oppressive systems. Right. And so I don't know that it always is, but it can be. Or like being the other in the room. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to feel like you have worth being there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing that I thought was interesting that I read was that we should actually stop using the term imposter syndrome. That it like. Cancel this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like by using it as like a buzzword and a catchphrase, it almost like encourages it a little bit. That makes sense. Um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I think the other thing is about, um, the thing that I read that doesn't have to do with that, but now I feel like we should just cancel this podcast because, because <laughs> we're clearly doing it. We're clearly doing that. Um, but I liked the part where it talked about separating your fails from being a failure Yes, and really working through, I think it's hard as, um, a perfectionist Mm -hmm. or someone who always wants to be the expert, Mm -hmm. which admin have to work against because everyone's looking at us to be the expert to like, when you fail, not take that on as like a personal, I feel like I'm weird about failure because it's like I pick and choose what I'm okay failing at. I don't know if that makes uh-huh. sense, but if I... That's true. You're if, pretty vulnerable about if some I, of your like, Yeah, I'm like totally fine taking risks and being like, hey, this might fail. Like that's totally, you know, that's how it works and that's okay. But then some stuff when I, I don't know, like sometimes when the data comes back that I actually failed on something that I thought would work, uh-huh. that's when I think it 
it hits me. It hits you? <laughs> when I, I think, it, yeah, I think I don't like failing when it's not a, a risk in my head. When you, when you actually thought you were doing everything that, that was right. That was right. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense though. That uh, makes a lot of sense. And so it sounds like we just need to free ourselves up to know that failure is going to happen because mm-hmm. there's so many variables so, in our job. Yeah. And so many ways to measure failure and so many different ways to measure success that you can yes. run different types of scenarios and run different data and get different feedback and right. you can make yourself look like a success or a failure either way. Right. And to take into account that like, okay, there's a lot of other things happening right now. Yes. Pandemic. <laughs> Um, so did that impact like the school year or something (laughs) or this current school year that we're about to start? Um, so system wise, do you have anything that helps when you get there? Nope. I, I, (laughs) you, yes, it's called therapy. Therapy. (laughs) I should probably talk about work more in therapy. (laughs) I do find that the more we can destigmatize having a therapist, the better. So I think that's important too. Um, I also think like just having people that are in your corner and don't value, don't value you because of the work you do is really important that value you because of who you are and remembering to reach out to them. I, I do really not, do. Did you not like that No, I, I was going to add on to it that I feel like in the beginning of my, like, of my principalship and not having a lot of connections, not having a lot of friends in the, in the role, um, and feeling like I was drowning, I definitely had a lot more imposter syndrome and a lot more inner turmoil, um, and questioning, am I crazy? Am I like, is everything I thought wrong? Because that's not what I'm seeing. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I agree that when you have those relationships and connections with other people who are willing to be vulnerable and not hide in shame, that that's what starts to take it away. Yeah, I think so. One of the things that, um, on the scholar side that they also said to do was fake it till you make it. But I actually don't like that advice. Is that weird? <laughs> I find I find I need to lean into it a little bit when I'm feeling that doubt. I agree. When if I I'm the last person who I don't I can't lie. You know that. Really <laughs> I'm a really. I am much better at lying. <laughs> um, and so if I don't know about something, I will be like the first to share it. Like right. And I try to be really objective in that. Yeah, I read the title of an article that said that that was, you know, that this math practice was good, but I didn't read all of it and I'm not an expert. So right. I'm going to need to learn more about that before I agree to blah, blah, blah. Right. And I think the, that part could maybe just be your attitude of like not giving up. But yeah. I think if you're an administrator, you probably already have that persistence. It's not sure. going to let you get up, give up. I don't know. But I, I agree. I don't, I don't think that. You have to know when to fake it and when not to. Right. <laughs> right. Sometimes you have to put on a happy face when maybe you're not the happiest and, and you have to lead with that. But other times, you do. You have to be real with your staff. You have to be real with your families. And the more we can model for, for kids how we work through adversity, the better. Like, the more we can show them, like, this was really tough. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to go this way. I didn't know what to do at first. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think our staff would feel more comfortable if admin would be that honest with them also. I agree. We won't do that with our own personal staffs. We're going to be fake. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have it all together. (laughs) All the time. Okay. That's kind of all I thought about. All right. Do you... Are you... Have anything for the desk of the modern principal? I don't. I don't. I just had a text pop up of four pictures of cucumbers that my husband found in the garden. (laughs) 
I didn't know we planted them. But that's not from the desk of the modern principal. What's your What's your leave it with for people out there? I think the leave it is to, if you are having these feelings, don't hide and shame. Find others who you can be vulnerable with. Because I think that was the number one thing that as soon as I found other, especially women that I could talk to and ask questions and not feel like any of them were stupid, that was when it changed for me. Yeah. And just don't let it paralyze you. Don't let those feelings hold you back. Yes. All right. You got it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our pod to receive them as soon as they drop. And follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principal. And you can find more resources at The Modern Principal.